Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Fitness and wellness expert, naturopath, and adventure enthusiast, Wendy Peck. And my husband, Todd Isburner. He's a fundraising guru, men's mentor, and Bible scholar. And as a couple, we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life. Our hope is that you will be inspired, equipped, and entertained along your own life journey. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. and everyone assumes that your life is perfect and yet just the bottom seems to drop out of everything and you're left with all the broken pieces. Yeah, I guess, is it really possible to put things back together again? And and if so, what does it really take to maybe go back to that place of what you thought should be normal in your life? Yeah, what is normal anyway? I have no <laughs> idea, especially these days. That's sort of the, the elusive term. Well, you're going to love our next guest. It's Her name is Pam Ross, and she is an amazing woman. She is uh, just full of joy. In fact, she has written a book called The Force of Joy. But I just want to read her bio real quick, because you're going to hear her story about how the bottom fell out in her life, and she was left picking up all these broken pieces and how she overcame and uh, was victorious in the end. But Pam Ross is an inspirer with a powerful ability to identify and activate the genius in others. How awesome is that? She is a multiplier who has led hundreds of teams and thousands of individuals to dramatically increase their personal leadership and team building ability. Our greatest wealth is found in people who find the courage to discover and embrace who they really are. Pam uses various forms of media to reach a global audience with her dynamic message of serving, leading, and loving. She is the offer She's the author of Serving, Loving, and Leading, excuse me, Serving, Leading, and Loving, I'm going to get it right, A Survival Guide for Kingdom Leaders, The Serving, Leading, and Loving Personal Development Guide, The Force of Joy, Building an Unstoppable You, and 30 Days of Joyful Living. Pam is the host of the Culturalist Conversations with Pam Ross. It's a podcast. It's a good one. Pam is the president and lead trainer of Kingdom Leadership Development, a nonprofit training and consulting organization. She's also the executive director of leadership and culture at All Nations Worship Assembly, Global Headquarters, and the culturalist for the ANWA Collective. Pam is the mother of three amazing daughters, and I have met two of them, Imani, Nia, and Zoe. And so um, you can find out more at pamross.com, but we want to welcome Pam right now to your biggest breakthrough. Hello! Man, I'm doing right good. There. You know, that <laughs> smile right there is all I need. That's right. That is joy. Contagious. <laughs> now, that's, for those of you who can't see this, you need to go over and watch the YouTube version of this. So you can yes. smiling face. <laughs> I think they can hear the, the smile as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so Pam, okay, we've all got a story, right? 
stories. Oh, yes. I mean, stories uh, reveal a lot when we hear someone's story, but also stories heal. And that's one of the biggest uh, goals here at Your Biggest Breakthrough is we want to inspire, equip, and entertain. And (laughs) what better person to have on the show than you? Because you have been through a lot. I mean, you are a leader of leaders. And um, sometimes it's it's hard to be like, um, yeah, I got some broken pieces, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah. So and, and to come clean with that, I guess is the word, because people expect that you're so perfect. So let's talk mm. about your biggest breakthrough. Well, can, can you mind if we back up first? I mean, I just because back it up because Pam, I don't know you that well. And, <laughs> and many of our listeners don't. And I but know I like, you. Like, so like, yeah. where did it all start for you? Give us a little bit of your background, your history. And then most importantly, you know, what happened along your faith journey? Because I'm I'm guessing that for you to have a breakthrough in your life successfully, you needed to have something else in place first. So share oh, yeah. with our audience uh, just your Absolutely. background and how you met the Lord. What, what a great question, because every breakthrough begins with partnering with the breaker, huh? So oh, I had to, amen. somewhere along the line, I had to uh, uh, just put my hand in his hand and get that partnership. And it happened for me in a very unusual way. I was um, raised in a Christian family and uh, we went to church, but I never really experienced the power and the presence of God, you know? And uh, so I went off to college and basically did everything I thought grownups could do and uh, got married, met the love of my life, got married. uh, And so married my college sweetheart and was miserable. And so... (laughs) I just kind of knew that my life was very empty and I had a dream that I, this is a crazy story. Speaking of stories, I had a dream that I was shot in the neck and that grow. It was so gory. Wow. It was was splatter. It was terrible. Yeah. And I was in a car when it happened. Well, when I had that dream, I realized that life is short. Hmm. And I, and I also, I came to the revelation that I'm playing with something precious it's like being a little kid playing marbles with a diamond when you play with your eternal destiny. And it's like, it's it's like, I just kind of woke up and realized, my God, if that had been real, you know? So long story short, I find myself in Florida in the back of a car and the window shatters. And I flash back to that dream thinking, Oh my God, this is it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to die. Thankfully I didn't die. But that day, my heart was crying out for God. And I was at dinner with a family member and she just looked at me on the way out uh, and we were in the parking lot and she said, you want to be saved, don't you? And I said, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And right there in the parking lot, Miami, Florida, on Father's Day, I lifted my hands and I received Jesus as Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. How how old were you at the time? I was... 25. Mm. So two years ago. No. Oh, I wish I would have said that. That'd have been a perfect line for me to say. And how long had you been married at this point? I got married at 23. Okay. And so, yeah. And so um, I had been told that it would be very unlikely for me to conceive children. And I had been told that if I conceived, it would be very unlikely that I would carry to full term. And so not only did God save me, he healed me. Mm-hmm. And then I had a baby and then another baby. Cause then he was showing off. And then I had another baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after a while. He's like, ma'am, it's in your hands. Now I healed you. <laughs> uh, hey, I got to go back to something, Pam, because 
uh, there might be some who are listening who might be able to relate to this. Like you thought you were a Christian and I, I did while you were going through that period of sort of doing the adult things in college, you, you probably knew just from a moral standpoint, that's not a good idea. But the fact, absolutely you, the fact that you thought you were a Christian, what changed when that day occurred and she said, do you want to get saved? Something must have yeah. changed. Thank you. I think I realized that my own way, even though I was, a believer in Christ. I wanted God my way. Mm-hmm. And so I did what a lot of people do. I wanted the insurance of going to heaven, but I, but I didn't want to make, I didn't want the Lordship that comes with it. I think that I didn't realize that Jesus as Lord offers me both protection and freedom. And when you're young and immature, and sometimes even when you're old and foolish, you don't see protection you only see a lack of freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that I, I, I knew I'm not living for him. Acknowledging is one thing, but living for him is something completely different. And so when I, when I had that dream, it disturbed me. And then to be in the back of that car and have the window shatter, uh, it awakened me. <laughs> wow. And it went from, I need to do something to I'm going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, praise God, Pam, that um, you uh, came to your senses um, at such a young age, uh, theoretically. Um, I, you were around the same age, Todd, when you, you received Christ. But um, you just think about the just that rebellious spirit, right, that I think all of us go through. It's like, oh, no, I don't want anyone to control me. And what we don't realize is that those healthy boundaries that the Lord provides is actually because he loves us and so that we will will go uh, well for us. Um, but it's just that rebellious spirit. So it's so awesome that at 25, you were able to receive that uh, early on. Yeah. So there you are. You're 25. You really plugged into the Lord. You've, you've got your children now on the way. So obviously life is just perfect. Everything is going great <laughs> all the time. Right? Yeah, because there's Isn't no problem. Once you get saved, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't we think that like you, 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 all of your enemies fade away? Oh, yeah. But what happens is that rebellious nature is still there, and so you still want things your way. And we think that you know, we we think that a prayer request is a Christmas list, and you know, why isn't God doing everything I'm asking Him to do? But what I found myself um, uh, really answering a call to teach. And, I, and, I, and, and listen, I was very happy being, a, I'm a soccer mom from Northwest Indiana. I tell people that on a regular basis. I drove a minivan for years. Yes, with soccer balls and soccer <laughs> equipment in the back. I was the master of the little Debbie snack cake, right? So <laughs> classic, yeah, classic soccer mom. But as what happens is as God begins to express his will for your life, the more you submit to him, you'll find yourself doing things that you really didn't know you were able to do. And I had a love for his word. I just had this great love for his words. So I was teaching uh, in children's church, which is a great place for anybody to start because the audience automatically loves you. So <laughs> you just show up and they love you. Yeah, you, so sound all you, brilliant. Do, you sound brilliant all the time, right? Like, yeah. You found, you sound brilliant all the time and they, they get all your jokes and all you have to do is focus on what's true. You don't have to worry about what you wear or, or none of that stuff we got to do when you're teaching grownups. Right. And so, but as, as the will of God began to um, be manifested in my life, 
my marriage hit the rocks. And just, I mean, it's, we, I tell the whole story in, in the force of joy, but the idea of me wanting God's will for my life, but also wanting this marriage. And, it, and it's a challenge for Christians, I think, to embrace because we yes. know that God hates divorce and he does. Mm-hmm. But my husband began to abdicate his role in my life. He didn't work, hadn't worked for years, um, and, and really began to believe some things that were not true. But because I loved him, and listen, this may sound crazy now, but what I told God is, I said, God, look, I loved him before I loved you. Right? Yeah. Why look, we're a package deal. You know, you just want to make it a package deal. <laughs> just make this look, work. God. I was in love with him before I even knew you, Jesus, you know, but you can't make someone else's decision for them. Free will. Yeah. We can pray for a lot of things, but, um, and even one of the things I did pray was that I said, God, make him love me. And the Lord said, Pam, I don't even do that for myself. Mm. Um, yeah, I can show him who you are. I can, I can do all those things, but I, I, I cannot make him love you. God gives us free reign over our own hearts. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, shockingly enough, here I am serving, working in ministry full-time, traveling, teaching, training. I'm the executive administrator of a huge church, uh, between, between 10 and 15,000 people. And my husband leaves the church Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I feel like a spectacle. I start, I feel like a fraud. Because I felt that my faith, the faith that I teach, the faith that I pray with, that that everything hinges on in my life, suddenly I felt like my my faith had failed me, and, and I, I was horribly embarrassed. Wow! And don't yeah. you think that um, those that are in the church, especially in a leadership role like you um, have been in, there's there seems to be a lot of this shame kind of thing built around. Um, if a marriage has fallen or if there's been a fall within the marriage and the marriage is staying together, whatever the case may be, there's just this shame. Oh yeah. Judgment yeah. And judgment. Yes. And the Bible is so clear. Jesus said in the world, you will have tribulation. Yeah. But yet when those of us have, when we have tribulation, we feel like, what did I do wrong? As if, the good things in your life are because you did something right. Mm. And, and don't get me wrong. I understand seed time and harvest, but the truth, the truth of the matter is the Lord warned us in the world, you will have tribulations regardless of what, how much you love God. Your the reason why your house has to be built on the rock is because there will be storms. Yeah. And that thing hit me. I never thought, I mean, I really thought if I love enough, if I pray enough, if I fast enough, if I give enough, surely this is not going to happen to me. And yet there I was, single mom, three girls, the oldest was about to go to college. And I was working for a nonprofit, which means my uh, salary was small. <laughs> and I, I really had no, I mean, I just really felt like, how am I going to move forward in life? And continue to be me and not become, not become what this thing is pressing on me, Mm -hmm. you know, when, how did you, Pam, how did you handle 
the relationship with the Lord because things weren't going your way. You poured out your heart. Um, I'm guessing you would have expected that God could have maybe should have put things back together again. Were there times where you faced certain doubts or had certain questions and how did you get through that process? Yeah, I didn't understand his ways. Um, and, and even though he, and he doesn't have to explain them to us, but he was kind enough to show me some things. Uh, I said, God, uh, why I, I was, I remember laying in a carpet. This, this is really like the breakthrough moment. I was laying in my office, laying on the floor, crying into the carpet. And I said, God, why hasn't he done it? Like, why hasn't his heart turned towards me? Why hasn't he decided to love me and partner and take care of me? And I, and I, and what I wanted was I wanted to have both. And, and for some reason, I felt like I was the cause of this. Like, God, if I hadn't said yes to you, he would still, you know, I wonder but how many people think that very thing, Pam. Yes. Because had I not said yes to you, Lord, I would have all these other things in my life. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. What and what, what happens is thought. yes, it's a it's a lie from the enemy. Yeah. Because it's almost as if if you hadn't turned the light on in my life, yeah. I wouldn't see the dysfunction. But do you want to live in truth or do you want to live in deception? And the reason why we choose to stay in the dark is because we don't believe in the power of God to clean up the mess. And so we'll say, you know, I I was when, 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 I mean, to answer your question, I was just like wrestling with God because I wanted my way. I felt like I was on strike because, you know, I work for God full time. My whole life is serving you. And so when I was fasting, the Lord said to me, this is not a fast, it's a hunger strike. Like you're (laughs) protesting. (laughs) He says, he said, you're not, a, you're not fasting. It's a hunger strike. Yeah. Like I will eat when you give me what I want. <laughs> That's not a fast. You know, through all this, Pam, it's, it's all character building, right? Like we it is more like Christ. And so with, with your ex-husband and, and his heart that only God knows truly through and through and your heart that only God knows through and through he's building character. And while it doesn't seem, um, normal or fair or all these things that we kind of decide on our own that this isn't fair because we don't understand it. We become better because of it. If we allow it, if we allow it, because I almost felt like I had a little bit of the narrative of the older brother that says all this time I've served you. Yeah. Yeah. You know how he had, he had beef with the father. Yeah. Not even more than with the younger one. You know, I felt like all this time I've served you. I've been good all this time, you know, and why are you not fixing this for me? And, um, but the Lord, he, in that moment, he said to me, as I'm crying into the carpet, he said, Pam, you can have him, but you can't have the life I have for you and have him. And so it wasn't about God versus a man. It wasn't about God versus a marriage. It would have been, it was the will of God that my marriage stay whole. But what it really was about is God's way and my way. Because the, the, you can't stay in dysfunction and serve a God who's whole. And so the challenge is if you're going to follow me, you're going to have to be made whole. And that's going to, yeah. And that's going to require that you're going to have to give him 
you're going to have to raise a standard and say, look, we can't continue to live this way. Yeah. You're going to have to change. Mm-hmm. Well, and those that are in dysfunction and, and do operate in a, a, a more whole <laughs> capacity, it's, it's a, it's a, a lot of, of work. I mean, um, we, yeah. <laughs> I was going to share a little bit of your story, but that's your story. Hey, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's Pam's time. But what I'm saying is, um, yeah, it's like God really wants us to obey, and yeah, it's an individual, it's a collective, and if it's if it's not there, then he 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 has something better and greater for so sure. So during that process of of calling out to God and asking for His help and wanting to have the marriage restored and all those things that you felt, you know, would be great for your husband to experience. Uh, and it seemed like God was silent. How did you maintain, because you said earlier you had a love for the word and a love for the Lord. How did you maintain that uh, in the face of sort of silence and, you know, and God not changing the circumstances? Mm-hmm. You know, I had to rely on my history with God and I was blessed enough that he had carried me through so much. Even, I mean, even from my salvation story, I had experienced my three miraculous children. And then even I had moments of miraculous provision before then. So I had to rely on the character. Even when, you know, as as much as I know and love your wife, if she had done and said something that hurt me, I'd have to rely on what I know about her. Her character is, her intention couldn't be to, to hurt me, you know? And so... When I say the warfare, the pressure on my, my mind was so great to, to release words out of my mouth that I knew were not true. I was, now don't get me wrong. I was honest with God. And I said, I hate this. <laughs> I said, I, 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 I hate this. I wanted to just go along with the dysfunction, pretend like it was normal. And, and the Lord was dealing with me about your children don't need to see this. You know, what are you teaching them? You're really, you're going to end up living a double life if you, you know, if you don't raise this standard in your life. And so I just really had to rely on, I know you're good, even though my circumstance is bad. I know you're good. I know you're kind, even though it feels like you're not showing me kindness. So I, I just had to really strongly rely on what I knew about his character, even when I didn't understand his acts. And that's when I began to lean into that scripture on you know, the children of Israel knew God's acts, but Moses knew his ways. So you can see what he does, but you can't always look at what he does and judge his character. You got to know, you got to have some conversations to know his, his character. Ways, for sure. And his ways are typically different. <laughs> yeah. And to uh, respond the same. So and don't you love it that God can handle <clears throat> open confrontations. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can he really can. You put up a pretty good fuss. <laughs> oh, I guess. Are you saying ah, she's ah. Uh, sassy? <laughs> oh, yes, you. I did. I told him. <laughs> but I, I said, I don't like any of this. Another thing. Yeah. This <laughs> is uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I we, let my. <laughs> but we know who apparently who won because your face is in the carpet and you're crying your eyes out. And there was that moment of breakthroughs. Talk about that. Expand on that. Uh, following that experience. Yeah. And the moment of breakthrough, the Lord said to me, it, it was as if the Lord relented and he said, okay, you can have them, but you can't have what I have for you. He said, I can't bring you into what I have for you with your home out of order. 
And when I thought about surrendering all of the promises of God, because by then he had begun to show me what he wanted to do with me and through me for his kingdom. And suddenly things begin, my, I had to weigh it for real. And I, I, I thought, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, like almost you wanted to take it back. Wait, I take it back. I take it back. And, and I began to realize that all along the choice was mine. You know how you want God to make the choice for you? Really what you want, some, some of our prayers, yep. Some of our prayers are what we're really praying is God fix it so I don't have to make a choice. Fix it so I don't have to choose good versus evil. And, but he consistently sets before you life or death, good or evil, you choose, but we don't want to choose. (laughs) I just want you to make it all good. But whatever we do choose, he will turn it out to be for our good and his glory. So that is a promise and it's something to, to remember. And it, it doesn't mean, you know, if things, if you're having a fight with your husband, just go out and divorce him. That's not what we're saying. Not at all. Through a really tough um, marriage. Yes. Um, But I wanted to ask you about the words um, surrender and submit and these words that um, tend to not feel so comfortable. And I know you are uh, a servant leader. Yeah. And a servant leader is about surrendering and submitting. And can we kind of move into that? Because that's what you're doing now. And, and as you have had your, your faith breakthrough and over the years, it's led you to other breakthroughs. And so what is a current breakthrough uh, that has occurred in your life that uh, may have needed you to surrender and submit? Yeah. <laughs> that's a loaded question. There you go. <laughs> it is a loaded question because you know what? Sometimes we have to surrender to success. Mm. That's good. You know, yeah, because success requires a certain amount of exposure that we want God to win. We want his kingdom to win. You know, we want we want people to be helped and loved. We want their needs to be met and we want people to be stabilized. All the, all the things that the arrival of God brings. Yes. But we really would like for him to send somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we want. Yeah, but I want to be God's greatest fan. <laughs> I didn't want to be the quarterback. I wanted to be. <laughs> I wanted to lead the tailgate party. Come on, Jesus. You can do it. Uh, and you can lead a good one, too. How would we serve at that tailgate party? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Oh, that's good. But there's a surrender where he says, hey, you, you go. Yeah. And you. Well, look, Moses, he's like, what, what, me? I have a stutter. I I can't talk to these people. What do you mean? Yeah. None of us necessarily think that we're leaders or chosen. We just, you just are, are heeding to the call. You know? Yes. And it's not always yeah. perfect and rosy and, and uh, you choose joy. You really do. You choose joy. And, and here's the deal. I'll, this is what's so wonderful about the Lord. You give him your whole laundry list of why he really has the wrong gal. Like, no, seriously, Lord, you need somebody with, you know, I'm not. And, and the, and it's not like the Lord says, Oh, sure. You are. What he says is I know. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, but wait a minute, why are you sending me? He says, I know, I know, because that's how he's going to get the glory. Exactly. 
That's why you have to be willing to tell your story. You know, you have to be willing to be flawed. I call it being flossom. You know, I love it. Flossom. <laughs> <Or you just, laughs> <laughs> because I think flossom. what it, hashtag flossom. Yeah, because you you allow people to see that God it, God used me through my submission. Um, and he continues to use me through my submission. I was telling someone today, they were asking me about writing books. And I said, honestly, half the time I feel like I'm taking dictation. I mean, I, I, mm. you know, I, you almost feel like a plagiarist because you're just writing what God says. Oh, <laughs> you know, like I'm writing the book, but I mean, all, it all comes from him. All the revelation, every, right. it just, it comes from him. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, where things are at today now with your ministry. Because you you kind of went through this this up and down valley, and you're back up on the other side now, and you've surrendered uh, your willingness to become a, a leader and have God do with you whatever He wants, including dictating books through you. Which yeah, is pretty cool. That's a that's a shortcut I way want to that success. Deal. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, yes. <laughs> so so tell us a little bit about what's happening now, because you're uh, you're in a different position in life. And, and so what, what is unfolding as a result of that? Yeah. I'm, you know, I am living, I like to say I'm living God's dream for me. This is beyond what I would have ever expected. Uh, every tear, every yes, every ounce of surrender has been absolutely worth it. I mean, if, if you're listening to this and you're wondering, does God keep his word? Does he keep his promises? Will he protect you? Will he provide for you? Can he make his word good? I, I want to tell you, yes. You just, just lean into what you believe God is saying to you and go for it. I am right now um, working a job I love, 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 love it. And at the same time, I'm also able to continue to write, continue to travel. I work with uh, leaders all over the globe. I get to coach and consult with them. I have a, a huge heart for pastors. I, I mean, pastoring and particularly pastoring in this pandemic where you can't even get your hands on your people, you know? And so being able to coach and consult with pastors and business owners, it's, it's wonderful. And yet there's more. I feel that there's even, there's even more for me. God's still talking about building more and creating more. And all of it is about how to resource his people to be the answers that the world needs. Hmm. And um, I mean, that's, that's really what I'm all about. That if you step into your divine identity, if you get the courage, even if you don't leap in, honey, just mm. tiptoe in little by little if you have to. <laughs> just don't go backwards. If you, if you actually agree with God mm. to become his original thought of you, you will be an answer to something the world needs, someone around you. Yeah. It's God that de- that determines when and where we live. So, as you, you know, I, I just feel like I'm living his dream. Do I still have problems today? Yes. But I'm I'm facing them with the breaker. And mm-hmm. and he's and here's the deal: this the faith that it took to believe God for groceries back after the when I was first single mom and all that that same faith that it took to believe God for groceries, I had to use it to believe him for a house, Hmm. to believe him to pay off a car, to get almost got the third kid through college. We're down to the last semester. So use the faith that you have now 
you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's where I am. And you have (laughs) stepped into the gifts and the call that he has called you to, and you definitely, um, you're, you're gifted in leadership, Pam. Mm. And, and I know you know that, but you don't have a big head about it, but you are gifted in that arena. And so, um, I mean, thank God because of the people that are being, um, are elevated mm. in their leadership role because of your gift. And, and if we don't step into that, that place, whatever the place that is that God has called each and every one of us to, then what about the people around us, how it affects them? So, so thank you for stepping into that. Yeah. I'm thinking about your life experience too, uh, and the pain that you endured. Right. And I think, I, I don't know which preacher said this, but God cannot use you greatly until you've been hurt deeply. And oh in that, my. <laughs> in that hurt, if you choose to depend upon him, that's when he, like Wendy says, you can elevate you up. So I have, I have at least, I got to get this one question. Okay. In. You do it. Go. Wendy and I was going to go here. This, I don't want to make you uncomfortable with this, but I need okay. to, I need <laughs> you to never ask know this question what's happen, Pam. because you are a bright shining light <laughs> of, um, of dependence on God and, and giving him the credit and of success and even notoriety to a degree, right? So yeah. all of that is there. There may be some who are listening really in a tough, tough marriage, and they're looking at you as a prime example of what might happen for them. But our concern, Wendy and I face this all the time, is not to give people sort of a license to do something that exactly call them to do. So how would you advise Uh that person who might be thinking, well, if I could just dump so-and-so, I'm (laughs) off to the races and it's going to be a great life. Mm -mm. Talk to that person for a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't, even when, you know what, even when I was praying, I the Lord had to even adjust how I prayed. Hmm. Because sometimes you want God to fix someone for you. Fix him so I can have a good life. And But that's not from a place of love because love is contending for their highest good. And, you know, even I would, I would say to someone, if there's, even if you're in a marriage where you feel like, man, this is not working. If, as long as both people are willing to find out why they're not, why it's not working. I see that what the Lord told me to do was to raise a standard. He didn't say, kick them out, get rid of them. He said, you have to address this and raise a standard. Basically was saying, give him an opportunity to come up to the standard I've set. Then he had the choice of staying or going. He had the choice of, okay, okay, we're going to, I'm going to come up to this standard or I'm not. And the reason why we hesitate to raise the standard is we're afraid of the other person's freedom. We're afraid that they have the freedom to stay or go and we want them to stay. And so if you're, if you're in a tough place, I would advise you do everything within your power to live peaceably, Mm -hmm. do every, do everything you can to, to make this thing work if you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And don't do it for the children's sake. Don't do it for the other person's sake. Do it for the covenant. I'm a covenant gal. I tell you what, I, I just felt like, Lord, I made a promise. I took communion, you know, I want this thing to work. Yeah. But I had at the same time, I had to honor, I had to honor Ray's freedom and let him and let him make the choice. Mm, Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you're going to go there, but you answered that lovely pan. Well, I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm a huge. No, I'm a huge fan of marriage. Yeah. And I believe God puts people together, not just for companionship, but for purpose. Mm. 
Yeah. And um, I, I really, I wish it could have worked, but I, I'm happy with what God has given me. Yeah. And I remember yeah. when you prayed on this way back when, when you were still married. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a long journey. So um, I'm just grateful that God heals mm. um, people's hearts and heals their minds and gives them um, the the fortitude to really see that, yes, you have the mind of Christ and you healed your whole, you're everything that I have um you know, thought of before the unit, before the world was created, you're everything. Yeah. You just need to step into that divine um, identity. So I love that. So real quick, thank you so much for, for being on your biggest breakthrough podcast. Those of you that are listening, if you are interested in getting uh, a level up in your leadership or any kind of coaching, Pam does coaching. She is amazing. She's a rock star. <laughs> if you use the code breakthrough, you will get $50 off of her coaching session. So go to Pam uh, pamross.com and you'll find one there and also check out her podcast, the culturalist podcast conversations with Pam Ross, but thank you. You are awesome. We just adore you. And, um, and listen, for those, Hey, listen, for those who what? don't see the video version of this, oh, you yeah, right. have to go to her website. Yeah, to see your face. Her just go there. It'll cheer you up just like that. I'm That's serious. <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for tuning into the show today. We hope you were inspired, equipped, and entertained. Yeah, you know, everyone has a story, and stories really do matter. You heard Pam's. Your story matters. And um, you might be wanting to just share your biggest breakthrough as part of your story. Yep. And we've talked before how stories reveal and stories heal. And not just for the one listening, but also for the one that tells their story. Right, Pam? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's just a two-sided blessing. No matter um, how you share, it's going to be a blessing um, both ways. Yeah. So seriously, if you want and believe you've got a story that's worth sharing, we're going to encourage you to get in touch with us. Just go to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com and uh, we'll respond and talk together and see perhaps if God is calling you to share your biggest breakthrough. Yeah. So thank you in advance for subscribing to our podcast and sharing to everybody, you know, subscribe and comment and all that fun stuff. So we will see you on the next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. Thank you, Pam Ross. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.